Yeah, man. Welcome to the second official episode of Let God Set the Tone. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. And today we have a special guest. Very uh, special. <laughs> very, very special. <laughs> a, a very, very special guest. Uh, we have our brother in the house. We have Brother Khotam Marake. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Thank you, brothers, for hosting me. Uh, uh, pleasure. Let's do this. Let's share some knowledge. <laughs> Yeah man, yeah man. Uh before we get going, we want to clear something real quick. And this has to do with regarding our previous episode. And we just want to put like a very young disclaimer, apology, how however you, you, you choose to see it. And this is regarding maybe the the feel of it. Uh maybe for some people it might have felt as though we were a bit too relaxed or we were we, we we were very I don't know what what's the word for it. If our approach yeah. was was too unorthodox for you, then we apologize. Yes, man. But yeah, we are trying our best to speak from the heart and from mm-hmm. the spirit. And this is a very sensitive subject. Yes. So please, please try and keep an open mind. Please, please do. Please, please do. And this is our way of steering as far away as possible from being hypocrites. Uh, majority of the time, we want to talk about things that we ourselves are still trying to work through. We are going to talk about things that we ourselves are still learning. So if you hear us say something that might not be as accurate or as factual as it possibly can, bear with us, send a comment. Tell us, you know, educators, tell us that edge or here and there, maybe you didn't say this properly or what. But yeah, this is just regarding that first episode. And please also bear in mind that it's a learning process. We are also learning how to do this. You know, it's a process, it's a journey. So just bear with us. And yeah, let's grow together spiritually, guys. Please, let's help each other out. Yeah. Hand in hand, <laughs> hand in hand. Well, I was about to say that for someone who actually listened to the first episode, mm-hmm. I I feel like yes, it's a good thing that you're acknowledging, but you're just being too hard on yourself because like, uh, it's not bad, like, <laughs> it's not bad, guys. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's the purpose of the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. you should be responsible for what you say, yes. but how people take it is entirely. Yeah, with true. all due respect, though, true, you know? true, true, true. It should be thought provoking. Yeah. Yes. And if something is thought provoking, it's gonna scrub off some wrong kind of way on a lot of people. So, like I said before, it's a sensitive subject, and this is something that we can't avoid. Yeah. And yeah. but we'll try our best to stay within the parameters of a respectable yes. tone. Yes. And yeah, we'll let it guide us. We'll let it guide us, guys. Uh, sir, please tell us. Okay, so with that aside, for today. yes, yes, today's topic is how do you remain faithful and focused even when it feels or it seems like there is no light at the end of the tunnel? How, how, like, how do you remain faithful to God when it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel? Because it's easy to get frustrated with God. It's easy to question God and be like, where are you? You know, I need you right now. I don't know whether to turn left, whether to turn right, whether to go straight, whether to stop. I do not know. It's very frustrating. And 
silence. Ah, thank you. How to handle is silence. Huh. That's an entire different. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So to start things off, I've I've had conversations with multiple people, man. And these conversations were around desert babies, you mm-hmm. know, because I once listened to Bishop T D Jakes. I can't remember the name of the sermon very, you know, like straight. But he was talking about desert babies. And desert babies are when Moses freed the Egyptians out of Egypt, these people spent quite a bit of time in the desert. Mm. And whilst they were in the desert, they had children. Mm. And these children are the ones that went into the promised land. Mm. So the people that left Egypt, they didn't get to go into the promised land. They just heard about it. They just heard mm. about it. These ones got to live. Thank you. And they didn't get to see the miracles. The miracles. They didn't. They don't understand where it comes from. Thank you. Um, and it didn't build their faith. Yeah. So now when we turn it back to us, our parents lived a part of their lives in apartheid. And they managed to get out of it. And now we are here. And now we have to grind in the land of the free. Um, so, but it's like we are at that point before they went into the promised yeah. land. You know, we are there. We are like, okay, uh, we have the freedom. Mm. Uh, we see the promised land. We see that, you know what, we, we can actually do great things in this life. You know, if we, I don't know, if we try hard enough, if we do this good enough, if we go to school, if we do that, but we don't know. None of us truly know. No guarantees. There are zero guarantees. Yeah, our, our, our promised land now is based on materialistic achievements. It's not... Spiritual, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like that. Mm. It's like now when mm. when when you start asking someone about the the dreamland, they're gonna start mentioning the fact that they want to have certain houses, certain cars, and all mm. of those things. But they forget that um we still have to accomplish God's purpose at some point. Mm, mm, I mean, mm. just just us doing this, we might be slowly um sowing something that might be reaped by our kids in the future because we're dealing with spiritual matters now you know we understand that our dreamland is not things of the world mm-hmm. but it's like the things of the lord you understand like getting to know him mm-hmm. personally and being awarded by god that yeah you, know, you came to the world and you accomplished what i wanted you to mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, I also want to say this to the listener. I want those materialistic things to everyone does. Everyone does. On some level, I want them. Them. <laughs> I want everyone them does. Obviously, hey, does. I want the house on I mean, the hills, man. Everyone. Looking at the ocean. Hey, I, mean, I want you. I want <laughs> everyone does. I want it too. Yeah. But at the everyone. same time, I understand exactly what you're saying. That it gets to a point where we start to lose focus. Yeah. And at its core, at its depth. And now that we are seeking these materialistic things and we are lost in it, yeah. you know, on the journey of seeking these materialistic things, we get lost. We get lost, yeah. And eventually yeah. there's no light at the end of the yeah. tunnel because we are following a different tunnel. Different you know? things, yeah. Like we, we, we are not aligned. We, you know, yeah. we desperate yeah. to get there, so we'll take everything that comes. Anyone who says anything. <laughs> and to add on what you're saying, it makes sense because think about it. 
God doesn't mind us having materialistic things, mm. Mm. because um, in the book of is it Second Chronicles where they talk about King Solomon, God gave him everything because he understood the ascendant. He understood that I need to ask God for the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to be able to lead God's people. Mm-hmm. And as a reward, God multiplied his life by giving him everything, silver and gold, whatever, because they belong to God. So I think with us as well, it's the same with that scripture that says man is a root of all evil. It doesn't say man is evil. The it love. says the, the love. love. Yes, mm. the love. It's, yeah. it's, it's root of all evil. You end up doing things that mm. are inhuman because you want to get money. So it's the same if, if I think if maybe we ask God for that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in particular, um, then we can we can achieve that soft life that we're talking about that we want to get. Mm-hmm. The, the question is, is it gonna change us or is it gonna help us change people's lives? True, true. Mm-hmm. Just to add on what you're saying, I totally agree with what you're saying, but yeah, me adding on to it is retaining your integrity while chasing those things mm-hmm. is a big portion of you keeping in line with God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because your integrity will keep you from doing just anything to get those things. Mm-hmm. And that is a small little baby step on keeping you on the right track mm-hmm. and keeping your conscience and your spirit clean. clean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I believe, yeah. Like I said before, we all want these things and but we need to have a staple in our mind of this is what I want. It is not evil to want those things. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But you should remain as what what can I say? I want to put it in another way, but the words are mm-hmm. escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. But these things tend to become the idol, the God. True. Yeah. Yeah. We want God yeah. to help us get that. Ah, God, just just give me that. Just give me that. I really want that. I, you, that we tend to do that. We tend to do that. It tends to happen that we idolize materialistic things so much that God takes the back seat. And when we don't get those things, that's where the frustration comes from. Ah, God, what is going on? <laughs> what is in? And the previous episode, you say you spoke of a verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yes. What does it say after that? And all these things shall be added unto you, Thank brother. You. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 But I love on something that you've been touching on, the both of you, and which is eventually when you are chasing whatever it is that you are chasing, it's easy for you to get frustrated along that journey. Yeah. Especially once you start to think and do and chase it by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, God switches off the lights. You know, we like to blame mm-hmm. God for all these things, but in a sense, because He loves you and He's like, you know what, my child, maybe this might not be the route for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're chasing something that's going to take you further away from me. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Let's switch off the light at the end of the tunnel just for a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. just wonder in a space where you question life and you question your own decisions to say, did I do anything wrong? Did I turn left anyway? Just so that you come to your own senses. Yeah. And yeah. it's bringing me to something that I was thinking about even today throughout the day. I've been thinking about it. And it's in Second Corinthians chapters 12. 
And it speaks about the thorn that was in Paul. The thorn that was stuck in Paul. Mm-hmm. And the in, thorn in his flesh. Yeah, the thorn that was stuck in his flesh. Mm-hmm. And when you read the chapter, you then start to realize that it's a spiritual thorn. Meaning it's not a literal thorn. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where Paul is begging God to say, mm-hmm. God, please remove this thorn. Mm-hmm. You know, like, please, please, mm-hmm. please, I am begging you, please remove this thorn. And God responds to say that if I remove this thorn, then you are not gonna, you're gonna stop communicating with me. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever moment we're having right now, as much as you might feel a bit of pain, a bit of uncomfortability, whatever it might be, I am sorry, but I need this time to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I need this time to mm-hmm. share things with you. Because Paul was about to endure, go into many things. Mm-hmm. We are going to speak about Paul at some point throughout the podcast maybe an episode something but eventually we're going to talk about paul from how he converted from saul all the places mm-hmm. he went to how he went into prison the letters that he wrote mm-hmm. paul did a lot paul did a lot and I'm, I'm excited to talk about him but for now on this conversation of the thorn that was stuck in paul's speech it got me thinking that percy what has the thorn been that has been stuck in your foot you know in your flesh and for me it's been school let me not say school let me say the rate at which school is coming you know the rate at which it's going how long it has been and there came a point in my life where it kind of wanted to depress me you know if i had given it the attention that it wanted you know if i had given the situation the attention that it wanted i would be very depressed right now and at the same time i want to send a message to somebody because i was i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we were both saying that we understand students i can't even say we understand but to a point i, I kind of comprehend people that take their lives whilst they're still in varsity. Mm. Because us as desert babies, we have been told by our parents that, yo, if you study, if you study <laughs> when you <laughs> get to the promised land, there's a bridge. <clears throat> and that bridge is called tertiary education. <clears throat> you know, there's a bridge into the promised land. <clears throat> and now that we are at that bridge, it's like, yo. Yeah, and they tell you once <sighs> you get, and they tell you once you get the um, qualification, Mm-hmm. Once you get that side of the bridge, things are gonna be nice. And it's Can't it's you see, <laughs> you, know? you see, yeah. and to to reference the Bible actually properly with what we are saying, during the time that they were in the desert, Moses would send spies, and he would send spies into the Promised Land, mm-hmm. and they would come back, and they would be like, yo, in order to make it inside there, because this is a place that was occupied by people. Mm-hmm. So to get there and to actually live in the place, that to follow something, it's either you get there and fight. Or it's either you get there and you ask politely, so, yeah. can we live with you? <laughs> you know, like, so he had to send spies. Yeah. And be like, hey, Joe, it's almost out there. Check the situation. Check this, yeah. Same thing with us. Same thing. After, Same after thing. apartheid and everything, our parents that managed to make it into tertiary education, mm-hmm. they came back and they told us that, yo, guys, if you follow this education mm-hmm. route, there are jobs on yeah. the other side. This is yeah. where you get soft life. Yes, this mm-hmm. is where you're going to get that soft mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And now that we are there, there's a flood. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quoting the Bible now. Mm-hmm. Like there was a flood 
when mm-hmm. they got there. Yeah. And so there was like an obstacle. There was something standing between the desert babies and the promised land. Promised and it's land. something that the spies never prepared them for. Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. that they didn't so it know. It might have happened when they came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Like when yeah. they passed there, there was nothing. There was nothing. Going, nothing. going nothing. back and forth, there was nothing. nothing. There's a time lapse. You know? There's yeah, a time it happens. Yeah. Maybe God also creates such situations for us to for us to, to yeah. even trust Him more. Elevate us beyond yes, our. Yes, mm. they have perspective. They have a messenger. They have a messenger who's gonna come back and give them a feedback. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna bring in a situation in front so that mm. I can see if are these people really bad people? Mm. Are they true, gonna believe true, true. in the teachings mm. that they mm. were given? Because mm. even with us, that's what's going on now. We have to believe the teachings that we got from our parents. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like we've experienced um these miracles that we read about in the Bible happen. But mm-hmm. if you're going to literalize the Bible, then you're not gonna have a share of experience in that. True. Because now you just made an example about the, the desert babies and you literalized it now with what the current situation we yeah. have in our country. Mm-hmm. We are going to schools, we're coming back, there's a lot of floods. There's unemployment, mm. you know, like there's a lot of flood in front of us, but we can see that there is our promise. We can oh, see it, yeah. but mm. there's an obstacle in front of us. Mm. We can't get there. Mm. Going back to the desert, oh, sorry, going back to the desert babies thing that you're talking about, I can see where you're going with this because think about it. The entire era of apartheid, as South Africans call it, mm-hmm. apartheid. <laughs> um, <laughs> People who share our skin color mm-hmm. used to be exempt from opportunity yes. and everything. So as soon as they changed in 94, there was the, let me put it this way, they could get a serious education for the first time. Mm-hmm. New opportunities were opened yeah. up for them. Mm-hmm. New possibilities. Privileges were more. And, yeah, yeah. They could yeah. see that education was the way. Mm-hmm. Now here's my part. We are the first generation to be born outside of that. And we are carrying generations of pressure Mm. to be able to make something with the opportunity that the previous generations perceive us having. Mm -hmm. And like we said, the flood is there and now you're carrying generations of pressure to go along with it. Mm -hmm. Never mind the pressure that you place upon yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the expectations that you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of needing to do something big with your life mm-hmm. is enough to put you into depression. Yeah. And it can be frustrating in the example that you were <clears throat> excuse me, that you were transparent enough to share with us. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a it's an honest problem. It's a big, big problem. Because now we are forced to even think broader, mm-hmm. come up with new ideas, mm-hmm. new ways. Because mm-hmm. the world has shifted. We've moved into the information age. Mm. Jobs are not guaranteed mm-hmm. anymore. Not. You can have as many degrees as you want. It doesn't guarantee you anything. Mm-hmm. It guarantees you a, whole, a bucket loads of education and knowledge. But it doesn't mean that you can apply it in a way that will be profitable to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just keep that in mind that we are basically that first generation of desert babies. Yes. And this now is like, okay, go to the promised land. Mm-hmm. 
No, there's a flight. No, go to the promised yes. land. We escaped mm. Egypt yes. for this. Mm. Yeah. No excuses. Go into the promised land. Yeah. At least someone must get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone. You must get there. You, you must get we are there. getting old now. We're gonna die yeah. along the way. But mm. at least someone must get must there. Get. And what's even worse is that our perspectives and our dreams are even bigger than the promised land. Yeah. Because mm. we were not born in Egypt. Mm. To reference the yes, Bible and what we're yes, talking about right now, yes. but we were born as desert babies, filled with the world's possibilities in our mind. Mm. So we can see even beyond the promised land. Mm-hmm. And when you start to think about it, how tough it is just to get to the promised land, mm. let alone on the other side of whatever else is in your mind. Mm-hmm. Then comes the frustration of being like, God, you cannot be silent. Right now, please. Mm. <laughs> and, please. <laughs> and I think the reason why now we are forced to enjoy being in the flood is the fact that God can see already that we've invested so much in the knowledge of the world to a point that we feel that the dreamland can be better than what it's supposed to be. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because mm. mm. you said, mm. you, you just mm. said we see, you just said our minds see a bigger picture of the Promised land, promised land more yeah. than what it has been said to us. Yeah. Maybe what if we are stuck right now? We have to endure this phase of being in the flood because now God knows that we're gonna forget where we come from when we get there. Hmm. <laughs> wow, man, that's powerful. That, that's very yeah. powerful. Man. That's powerful. But, but y'all guys have been touching on something, but you are not diving deep into it. And that is how do you remain focused? And faithful when you get close to the promised land mm-hmm. and there's a flood and you don't know how to cross it. Maybe you didn't find the bridge of tertiary education. When you got yeah. there, that bridge wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So for you it's a different story. For you it's like, okay, what now? Swim through the flood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna sweep with you. Yeah. Like the river's yeah. gonna take you. The current is too much. The current is too much. The current is too much. But I feel like what you were referencing to is um, it's sustaining your faith through the silence of God. Because mm-hmm. what you just, our topic today is directly proportional to that. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest test of you seeing if you are for real, for real. Target mm-hmm. about God. Because it's easy to, if everything is going our way, our God is good. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy. Your faith has to be tested at some point to prove, tests, prove it. It builds you. Mm-hmm. It grows your relationship with God. You, this is where I feel like testing periods are the point where you prove whatever it is, yeah. whatever it is that you. No matter what it is, if you grew up with a dream of becoming a football player, they're going to be trials at some point where you yeah. have to prove how good you are. Accountants write board exams. You yeah. have to pro- prove that you are fit now. Yeah. Exactly. Apprenticeships, yeah. learnerships, yeah. everything through corporate world and everything. So there's a point where even your faith has to be put under the test. Yeah. And this is where you've got two things against you. Yeah. You've got yourself and you've got that other guy. <laughs> you've got that other guy who's also um, 
doubling down on all your weaknesses. Because trust me, he knows them. And he is double downing on them. It is God. He, <laughs> he literally he has, a, has the manual knows. of your life. Yeah, okay, he, this guy. Yeah, this guy. Africa, when he gets here, he's gonna, <laughs> his life is going to elevate in a certain point, And people are going to see God's greatness yeah, through him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, now yeah. I got to step this guy. You hmm. see, it, it goes back to what I was saying um, earlier on. I think I was telling you, Percy, um, when I said um, there's a difference between um, understanding your inner face that you are going to be successful. And there's a difference between not seeing that this thing is not working for you. Mm. People have a problem of that as well. Like, and I even use the words, um, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Mm. But the funny part about that is that there are certain things that are just testing your, 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 your faith. faith. Yeah. Your Hence, I, yeah. um, I, I used an example about um, Forex. I was like, okay, with Forex, you have to learn this thing. Until you are 100% sure you know this thing, then you can't say it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. But with maybe, let's say, opening a shop outside your yard and there's no, there, like you don't have a lot of people passing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to get 10,000 rands in a month because people, you don't have a lot of people. So you can't keep putting your shop there every year. Change location. Expe- you have to change mm-hmm. locations, yeah, yeah. you understand. Mm-hmm. Now, answering... um trying to answer the question for today mm-hmm. um, I would say okay can you repeat the question again about how do you remain faithful and focused even when it seems like there is no light at the end of the tunnel being a, uh, being a, being a righteous man because if you are being a righteous man then you're going to have integrity mm-hmm. and having integrity means that you're not going to throw a paper down even if there's no one watching you Mm-hmm. That means that's integrity. So having integrity is gonna make you become righteous because we don't see this. We don't see this greater um, power that is controlling everything, which is God. Mm-hmm. We don't see Him, but we have to trust in Him. So obviously, if you live right, then you're gonna see that okay, this thing is not done due to my um, natural powers. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. out there controlled this on my behalf. There are a lot of things that you've done maybe your reflexes or whatever that you self had to act cool as if you were planning to do that but you are still surprised how did mm-hmm. I do that mm-hmm. but it's because you know that you have scriptures like um, Philippians 4 verse 13 that tells you that you can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. and you understand that um, in, in, in Jeremiah God says he has greater plans for you so when such things come you understand okay the more I become righteous the more God is going to advertise himself through you. So I think at that time, the reason why you care and um, how you stay loyal to God is when you know that you are completely righteous. Mm-hmm. You have integrity. Mm-hmm. We can leave you with a million dollars now and you're not going to take anything out of it. Mm-hmm. We can try to do whatever and you're, not, you're going to come out as the same perseverance that mm-hmm. you are. Nothing is going to change you. No situation is going to change you. Because how you remain faithful is you're not going to see something else and start wanting it. You are on this path now and then you see someone with something similar and easier to obtain than what you're doing. Now you cheat the focus. You've lost your, your, yourself in the process. So that's yeah. how you're not going to be able to stay loyal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to I appreciate everything that you just said and I agree with you. I agree 
beauty. Um, you put out some really powerful points, and I would just like to challenge this term because we live in a generation of challenge. We say a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. This whole thing of um, doing the same thing over and over and over again, you have to change. Guys, let's think for one minute. One minute. The majority of the successful stories that you've ever heard in your life come in business, come and be relationships, come and be whatever. Those people had to go through a period of perseverance. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they were doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. and over again until the fruits started to bear, the mm-hmm. growing phase. So that's why I'm challenging that term of saying, doing the same thing over and over and over is the definition of insanity. Yeah. To what point? To what point is it, in, is it insanity? Because we hear stories after stories of people saying, I did this for 10 years. Mm. Then they became a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And that is where the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that's where the Holy Spirit guides you as well, as a person. Hence yeah, I, I said, it's yeah. important for you to understand if you are wasting your time or you are in a phase of, mm. of like, because you know, sometimes in most cases, I don't know if it happened to you guys, but before I before I, I get something, I achieve something, mm. then my life has to be a mess. I have to feel like you guys, I don't know, my eyes are open, but I'm sleeping. I don't see what's going on. Yeah? A big shift is coming. Like, yeah. you understand? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I feel like maybe we need to understand this people better. There are those two faces where you see yourself, okay, this thing is going to happen, but there are obstacles coming your way. Mm. And also here, you see, okay, I'm doing this thing, but it's not working for me. What's going on? Like, there's a thin line between identifying that. Mm. There's a very thin line in identifying that because knowing how to do that. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because yes. not that would be powerful. Not yeah. long ago, today we were reading about the richest people in the world, mm-hmm. and funny enough, when you check their backgrounds, their parents were stable. Mm-hmm. Their parents were financially stable in mm-hmm. a way, so they are regarded as the greatest people. Mm-hmm. When they tell us their stories, they only tell us half of their story. Okay, so and so dropped out. Mm. But they don't tell us also, but also so and so, his father owned 10 mines, mm. owned whatever the case is. Oh, this was his background. Background, mm-hmm. you see. Mm. So, so we would say this person stopped, this particular person stopped doing one thing over and over again mm. because they got backup from someone. Someone mm. said, okay, mm. here's something new. Try this, I'll give you funds and whatever. whatever. Mm. So now you, you being raised in a community that does not have um, the, um in, uh, people like to say God doesn't give you by hand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you are in a community in a community where there's someone who gives you by hand, or maybe your parents um, sponsors your, your 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 career, then you have to trust in God in everything you do. Mm-hmm. You have to trust. Okay, now God, number one, you said you knew me from before I was even in my mother's womb. So you'll never raise me up until so so and so age just to leave me. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Okay. Wow. Sure. Wow. <laughs> okay. Just to try and bring it all back together again. The reason why I wanted to reference Second Corinthians chapters twelve is because I wanted to highlight that sometimes you are in the darkness. Just so that you can be closer to God. To God yeah. 
like in that moment where you're in the darkness before your big break where it feels like things are just a mess god wants to talk to you i believe god the entire point yeah god god needs to communicate mm. something to you that when you get to the other side you need to be prepared mm. for one to one to this and this needs mm. to happen for instance also why i referenced like schooling and saying like the period of school from my side and also quoting the bible directly exactly as how paul said it is that he was proud and in the moment that he spent with god it's like his pride needed to, like, to be humble to be humble you know like they needed to be a phase where god had to step in and be like yo bro i i know maybe you might be trusting your own intellect or what but for this phase for for this period of time trust me you know like for this moment let's talk i i need to prepare you for something you know like you are on your way somewhere i understand it you're on a, you're on your way to the promised land i get that but for now can i please just switch off the light just a little bit let's talk talk to me come back to me i miss you because even with majority of the people i've been having this conversation with because i i tend to have this conversation in different ways with different people and that's how i've come to learn that people are frustrated man like people are angry it's, it's 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 the whole promised land thing it's like and especially because of the way that we were raised mm-hmm. you know we were raised and that jesus is coming he's going to people out asking when is coming he's oh coming. that one is coming now. yes no i'm just saying that's, <laughs> that's part of the frustrations that adds on to people mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. be like ah, when is he coming he's been mm-hmm. how many generations passed on and been saying he's coming mm-hmm. we need to believe he is here first mm. before he comes we need to believe he's here because it's the holy trinity it's part of the holy trinity mm-hmm. after all mm. but yeah so this we, so god is not going to take out that phone because he sees how genuine your heart is at that period so now he knows once i give percy a million he's going to turn his back on me so yes i'm going to give him that million but for now let me take him through this i mean practical example of this is For instance, someone who started from zero and became a millionaire understands the next person that this person needs to eat. But someone who grew up in the millions doesn't care if this person is not wearing proper clothes or whatever what they don't really care. So I think maybe that's why God does not take the thorn out as yet because he wants you to understand the pain of okay. I know how it feels to sleep without eating. I know how it is to go to people without having proper clothes. You know, so maybe God doesn't take out the thorn of giving you your desired millions of whatever that you want, because He wants to shape you first. Okay, yes, you are this person, but you are not where I want you. Mm-hmm. You are getting there. You are. You are now when you look at yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. when you get compliments from us, mm-hmm. you can tell yourself, well, "I'm where I want to be." But God says, "Now, nah, your plans are not yet. I have greater plans for you." Mm-hmm. Can I add on to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a phase where your humility is growing mm. by force sometimes i feel like god will set you through a period where you need to develop your humility because mm. whether be it whatever accomplishments that we have on our mind mm. if we tend to people have a tendency not all of us some of us are blessed with exceptional character yeah. but if <laughs> Yeah, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm just saying because I know I don't want to strike any nerves. Um, no, I'm just saying. you need to you need to um 
go through a period where humility is being put in place. Mm. For me, I've been going, I went through that. I feel like mm. this is a process that you go through almost your entire life in mm. some sense. Yeah. And that pulls you towards God yeah. mm. because he's reminding you that you are not as almighty as you might think. Yeah. Mm. Relying mm. on your intellect. People rely on their looks. They rely on so mm. many different things. Mm. So yeah. many different things. Hey, and you exalt yourself in your mind. Mm. Yeah. And God fades in the picture. True. And he has a way of pulling himself back to you, humbling you down. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic at times because you'll be like, ah, like this. My life is over. <laughs> yeah, like this. Uh, you can't do just... like this. Yeah. And he is, is. It hurts. It does. Yeah, it hurts. And I feel like that's the entire that's point. That's the point. If it doesn't hurt, hurt, how you going <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's the entire how point. It has to bring you to your knees mm-hmm. so that you know that you need him. So that you know that you're nothing without him. I feel like Paul, referencing back to Paul, there's a point where he says he's a fool for Christ. Yes. Same Paul, mm-hmm. who thought so highly of himself, of himself. Mm-hmm. has now reached the point of humility where he's like, yo, mm-hmm. like I am nothing without Christ. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all these accomplishments and getting to the promised land, I feel like if we get to the promised land, without sorting out our relationship with God, mm-hmm. we can tend to exalt ourselves and be like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm the guy, I'm the man. Like, you know, if you yeah. didn't hear anything throughout the entire podcast, I hope you heard that last sentence. <laughs> I, I, I hope you did. I hope you did. And in conclusion, my brothers, what would you say, like a very short two sentences to somebody that has lost hope? To somebody that is saying, you know what, uh, this bridge that I thought would take me to the other side, mm-hmm. maybe it's broken halfway, maybe it's not the way it was supposed to be. Because to reference back to my own story, mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to people that have been excluded. I'm thinking back to people that have just decided to say, you know what, I'm dropping out, you know, mm-hmm. it's not working out. And to some of those people that are choosing not to drop out, to the people that are saying, you know what, I want to see this through. Mm -hmm. To those people, they need something. They need strength. Mm -hmm. And so my question to you, in conclusion, is what would you say to a person that has truly, truly lost all hope? And hope in God, yes, Mm -hmm. and hope in life, too. To somebody that is saying, you know what, I don't see why I'm living anymore because when I look five years from now, I don't see a difference in my life. I don't see anything changing. You know, I don't see myself getting a different job. I don't see myself living in a different place. And these are people that have grown up with dreams. These are people that wanted to drive a certain car. These are people that wanted to live in a certain place. But when they look at their life right now and they look five years from now to say, wow, this is it. Like, this is it. You know, so what is your message to those people in closing? Well, firstly, I'd like to say um, our perspectives for life is guided on the perimeter of where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you get that point of being, I don't see anything five years from now based on how dire you see your situation to be at the moment. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a dark place, you do not see any light, as our subject says. Mm-hmm. So, how can you 
see five years down the line because all you see and feel is now mm-hmm. and the seemingly eroding part of your life that is falling away right now and we all feel whenever we go through challenges certain points whatever we it tends to feel like I'm the only person that is ever felt this yeah. Yeah. ever mm-hmm. like we we are we individualize ourselves yeah. in that manner into I don't know thinking that you are the only person to have ever went through that yeah. you know and I'm not minimizing how painful it may be I'm not minimizing how you may feel at the moment but try by all means to build a relationship with Christ yeah this is all that I can say because there is there is I do not believe let me not say it I do not see a way where you will get back to seeing the light in your life unless it shifts right now. Mm-hmm. That's why you get desperate to see it shift right now and you give up because you don't see anything happening right now. But you have to believe in the baby steps. Mm-hmm. And Christ will build your spirit and your mind mm-hmm. and your mind and you will not live in the flesh you will understand the process mm. and the building blocks cuz hey the pressures of society today are another thing yeah but yeah <laughs> to you my brother <laughs> now the first thing i'd say is i think the person must be start believing that greater is him that is within you than the one that is in the world because now you're going to end up chasing things that are very unnecessary. Mm. Think about the stories in the Bible. From Samson, he was tested um, through a woman, but he had to trust God. Mm. Who's this? Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, he had to trust God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown in the fire, they had to trust God. So now, in, bi- in biblical terms, they were thrown in literal fire. Mm. But maybe right now you are going through emotional or spiritual fire. Mm. But you got to keep trusting that God said where two or three are gathered, I will be mm. there in your midst. So mm. now already you you are making a connection with your with your brain and your heart. Oh, okay, this God mm. lives and He's here. Already there's two people mm-hmm. involved. Mm. So God is gonna be there in your midst. So He's gonna walk around in the fire with you and take mm. you out. So I feel like let's give up on bad habits. Let's not give up on our dreams and God. Mm. You know. And mm-hmm. also, we need to understand adding on to the today um, the thorn thing. Mm-hmm. God is gonna leave the thorn there until He sees that you are fit now to be responsible, righteous, and righteous as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Philip, there's it, babies. Um, what's your perspective? Yeah, I'm about to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Fellow desert babies, I, I, I humbly agree the Khoto when he says you need to trust God. And my perspective, since I've been stuck on this whole school thing, is a message to people that didn't even make it onto the bridge of school. That it's not the only bridge, guys. Um, look around. Um, endless supply. There, there's an endless supply. Please don't let the discouragement of maybe not making it into tertiary destroy your mm. dreams and aspirations of making it into the promised land 
please please i am i am pleading with you please keep the faith keep trust keep trusting in god you know something needs to happen trust me something needs to give something is going to happen and also another thing is you are allowed to be on multiple bridges at the same time don't let anyone tell you otherwise do you whatever you feel that needs to be done in order for you to get to the other side do it Mm. except for crime but do it. Except for crying. Except for anything unrighteous. <laughs> yeah. I always go I, I, I always go with these two phrases, man. Right? But the second one I changed it a bit. The first one the first one okay, let me start with the second one. The second one I always tell people, okay. We were told to aim for the moon, even if you miss, you're gonna land among the stars. But then why don't you become the moon that everyone is aiming for? Yeah. That's how I always go against that code. Why don't you become like set the bar. Set the bar, basically, you understand. And then the second one is that one we all know. Even the word impossible says, I am possible. Mm. So, you got the this. Ball is the, to the listener, you got this. You got this. You got this. Even if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, mm. continue to trust God. The test is an indication of the reward. Yeah. And God helps those who help themselves. Also. Thank you, thank you to the listener. Thank you for tuning in. Um my brother Khoto, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's, it's, a great, it's a great honor, guys. Yeah, at least, least the first day. At least when the name is there, I'll, I'll say oh, I was once there. I was once there. I was the first. Ah, yeah, oh, shout out to me. You guys must get me a t shirt. We'll do. We'll yeah, do. it's been an honor having you, man. It's been a yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. May God, um, okay, close me. God bless you guys abundantly. Um, may He add more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in everything you guys do. And most importantly, may he strengthen you guys with the fruits of the Spirit, being love, joy, peace, happiness, sound mind, and most of all, self-control. Because self-control is going to help you have integrity, and when you have integrity, you're going to be righteous, and when you are righteous, you're not going to lose hope in God when things are going south. On that note, wow. Bye. (laughs)